For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. And welcome to another episode of Cisco Champions Radio. We're in Season 3, Episode 29. We're calling this New Router Awesomeness because we had some stuff, i.e. New Router Awesomeness, announced yesterday. And we have uh, Dax on the line to talk about some new things with the 4K. But Dax, who are you? What do you do? Hi. Um, my name is Dax Choksi. I am a product manager at within the enterprise routing team, and I'm responsible for the ISR series uh, that are the routers that uh, go in the enterprise branches. So we have the ISR G2s that are uh, quickly approaching end of sale in December 2017. We introduced the ISR 4000 series, and I product manage Size our 4,000 series. Delicious. All right, uh, Enda, would you like to give an overview? Who are you? What do you do? Hi, I'm Enda Kahl. I work here in Ireland for a Cisco partner called Innovate. That's pretty much me. Awesome. All right, Eric, for once I'm not going to be like, um, who are you? What do you do? <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Eric Perkins. I'm a solutions architect for a bar slash uh, solutions provider. I uh, primarily work in data center cloud realm, but grew up in the uh, route switch realm. So a lot of things I'm asking to pull from this are how does this work with some of the latest and greatest things that are going on with Cisco from a um, SD-WAN slash IWAN slash APIC-EM, all that good kind of stuff, and uh, how we're going to uh, position those in the future. Awesome. And I should just note that I'm I uh, was talk referring to your Twitter handle earlier, not just being completely weird. Um, Tim, who are you? What do you do? My name's Tim Miller. My Twitter handle is at BroadcastStorm, and I have a blog, broadcaststorm.tumblr.com. I'm a senior HPC engineer for a financial services company, and uh, I live in the data center space, whether it's server or network or storage. I do it all because I'm an HPC guy. And that's what we do. But they let you out of the D.C. for for the next hour? Um, there is a ball and a chain attached to my leg, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Dax, can you give us a quick overview of what is new and shiny that we're talking about today, just to kind of set the stage? Absolutely, Lauren. So ISR 4000 series, um, as I mentioned, was introduced a couple of years ago. Uh, we were trying to simplify the portfolio, which is why we just introduced five platforms, but gauging at what the customers and market is telling us, we uh, quickly recognized that there was a smaller platform that we need to bring lower than the smallest platform that we had, which was 4321, which is why we have created the 4221, which, which just got introduced to the market. So this is 
the smallest addition to the ISR 4000 series in a moment. I'm going to talk about what are new and great things about this platform and the series overall. It specifically replaces the 1900 series in the ISR G2 platforms. Now, taking a look at the ISR 4000 platforms, uh, we have data plane, control plane separation, as I'm sure everyone is aware, for the first time in a branch router. Uh, no other vendor has done that. This is something that we have uh, at the high end of our portfolio with the much more expensive, bigger routers that we deliver to service providers, high-end enterprises. Now, along with the data plane, control plane separation, what we have also created uh, which might be interesting to a lot of people on this call, is what we call the service plane. And service plane primarily is the capability to run containers natively on the router. So container, uh, we have toyed around with this idea for a long time. When we built the 4000 series, we wanted to support container to allow applications to run natively on the router. It's supported across the portfolio at the smallest end of the uh, of the series where we are introducing the 4221. It will run a couple of uh, applications such as Nord and SLN, which are bo both tying into our, our security uh, framework. Uh, at the high end, you can run any application. At the low end, the only reason we are restricting it, restricting it to Snort and SLN is due to the fact that there's no expansion modules to add storage. Uh, any application that you run on the rest of the portfolio, you'd require storage, you'd require additional memory. Uh, the uh, market that we are addressing is uh, not looking for those kind of expansion capabilities. It's a more cost-conscious market. It's a more lower performance market, but it's, it's much broader in terms of the market penetration that the 4221 can achieve. But at this point, uh, I'll introduce this idea and I'll, I'll see if there's any follow-on questions to what I just uh, mentioned. So uh, on, on the service plane, I, I really like the idea that containers are coming to the platform. Um, so are you partnering with uh, other ISVs out there application developers out there uh, to to bring those containers into the platform and um, I would say maybe bless bless those applications those containers in the platform excellent question so uh, as you as you rightly imagine uh, we have partnerships going on so there's uh, three or four uh, application vendors who we have brought in early on uh, this includes Hughes this includes uh, Corville, Cetera, um, CA Technologies. So all of these partners, they have been working for us, uh, working with us for a long time. We have tested the solution jointly. They have tested it. We have tested it, and make sure uh, that uh, these applications work. Now, in terms of what will you get when this capability is available? So by the way, this capability is available on the five routers that are already selling. That six one is the one that's being added, which uh, we are discussing today. But all of these applications are supported now. In terms of the support model, we will stop short of certifying any application. So the support model is what would be supported with the UCS server, for example, or with the UCS eBlade on an ISR 4K. 
what we provide is a compute sandbox where you can run KVM applications, and customers and partners have the option of putting applications in there. Uh, we allow unsigned applications to be supported. We will not be signing any applications per se, so they won't be Cisco signed applications, but you can put any applications in there. In terms of the support model, we uh, support uh, the entire framework, which is the sandbox, where the applications can run, but we are not certifying the applications. We are not saying that we have tested five applications. Now, we are coming out with this particular partner, so obviously we are stating that this partner's applications will work on, in the container framework, but again, these applications are not going to be Cisco signed. And we've had, okay. we've had these containers for a while now, right? When we when we first introduced the 4K like a year or two ago. Yes. So that's, that's a, okay. That's that's a, I wanted that's to make sure a, I wasn't losing it. <laughs> no, 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 Lawrence, you are right. We had the vision okay. from the uh -huh. day we introduced, but we did not open the container from day one. So when wow. the platforms were introduced in 2014, what was supported was Cisco applications such as Cisco EnergyWise, uh, Snort, uh, ISR WAS. So all of those applications were supported, Cisco applications. But we did not uh, necessarily open it up for third party. But starting with the 16.3 release this year, what we are doing is we are opening it up to third party applications. All that developers uh, as well as uh, partners need to do is just run a CLI which allows unsigned applications to run. And uh, thereafter, you can onboard any KVM based application in the container. Yeah, that was one of the um, announcements at uh, at Cisco Live uh, when they were talking about the capabilities of the container formats in the Denali release for the ISR 4K. So absolutely, yep. Really good for things like agent functionality, uh, jump boxes for local SSH access, that sort of thing. Looking forward to using that a lot. Absolutely. And uh, Chris is across all six versions in the platform, all six routers in the platform then. Correct. Correct. So the okay. vision was to extend to all six. Now, on the smallest platform that we have introduced, we are going to gauge how uh, receptive the market would be, and this is something that I would bring out on this call as well. On the smallest one, I'm not opening it up completely because of some of the restrictions that I had to put on the box because of the cost and other implications. So there are, for example, there's just two NIM slots. There's no M.2 expansion module available where I can plug in SSDs. So there are certain things that I've built into the platform, but if you come back and say that, Dax, you have not thought this, thought this out, there's an application where I can put this in an ATM machine or at a gas station, then I would be happy to work with you uh, to get that openness even in the 4221. Okay. So are we going to see a, an app store for applications for the routers coming down the line at us? Excellent question, and I would love to say yes, but there also are uh, limitations that we have. We are focused on our core business, which is 
making sure we build the best platform for you. We deliver all the software uh, improvements, all the software innovations on top of the router. And App Store, it's, it's just a big undertaking from our side. But again, if you um, tell us that Cisco, you need to create an App Store similar to um, Apple or Google, then um, we, would, we would be happy to look into it. Very good. And since you're allowing these uh, unsigned apps access to the, the hardware itself, uh, I assume that you've uh, built in protections to keep them from running away and bringing down the router? Excellent question, which is why I'm offering you KVM. So the uh, initial intent I started out with was LXE. How do I get LXE? How do I get Docker support on my container? And we did a thorough security audit and what we came out with was in the first release, we are going to put this out as KVM, and we are going to follow up with the audit for the LXE containers. And once we are comfortable that we have the infrastructure fully uh, protected from any kind of vulnerabilities coming from the applications, we will move to LXE. But at this point, it's KVM primarily uh, due to the security vulnerability standpoint. From our side, we are fully comfortable that any application running on the router in the container will not have any adverse impact on everything that's running on the router. So how does this all fit with Cisco One? And I know that you know we're talking a little bit of IWAN here. So right, right, can you right. kind of clarify? Absolutely. So this is going to uh, plug in completely into the IWAN umbrella. So PFR majority of the motions are going to work. Uh, on the WAS side, there might be some restrictions. So if you need full-fledged WAS, I would start with the 4321. If you don't have too much uh, intensive WAS requirements, uh, then you can uh, use the 4221. So uh, IWAN is a combination of multiple different things, and uh, PFR, NBAR is going to work just fine on this router. If you have an intense um, WAS or, or Akamai Connect uh, requirement, I would uh, recommend starting with the 4321. Now, uh, integration into the SD-WAN umbrella, so we are uh, looking at integrating it from day one uh, into the rest of the management story into the IWAN, uh, IWAN app and everything else. What about uh, as a UC gateway? Unified communication will not be supported. So again, that's a choice that I had to make. Uh, we decided not to bring this in, and that is consistent with, uh, with the 1900 series. So 1900 series did not have UC support. Uh, as I mentioned, the primary reason we had to bring a smaller platform in was to uh, compete with uh, some of the geographies, some of the market segments at the lower end, and it was a, a, a choice that we had to make uh, not to support UC over here. Wait, UC or UCF? Or did UC. I just completely miss? I think Go it's ahead. both, actually. Okay. <laughs> both, but I was asking about UC. Yeah, so actually it's it's a no for both. Okay, so we don't have like an E-series? Yes. Yeah, so well, I guess they're probably too big to slot into the 21s, right? Actually, there is a NIM-based compute blade, but what uh, the choice that we had to make is uh, the power budget is around 90 watt, and based on that, I can't have 
high-powered NIMS supported on this platform, which is why I can't bring the UCSC NIM onto the 4221. So, I mean, it's, it's a power budget question on the UCS side, UCSC side, and um, on the unified communication side, again, uh, some of the choices that we made, we went against supporting UC support on the 4221. So on, on the 4221 then, just in terms of the, the reason for bringing that in at, at this stage, maybe you could tell us a little bit about maybe some of the specific cases it, it's suited to? Yeah, so definitely. So 4221, there are a lot of 1900s being delivered to customers which fit into specific use cases. So for example, if you have a managed service provider, so service providers, deliver services to customers, uh, and for that they put a CPE on-prem. Uh, certain markets, and for example, let's take uh, LATAM, uh, APAC, uh, 4321, 2900, uh, are bigger than what they require. So they have thousands of uh, 1900 deployed in this kind of a scenario. So that would be the first use case. Second use case I can think about is uh, a, a department store where they want the 1900 uh, or the 4221 sitting on the desktop. They don't have a closet where they can put a router. So uh, one of the requirements that comes in for the 4221 is the the noise level or the DB level has to be low enough. So uh, for for the desktop form factor, that would this would be a great fit. Again, if uh, you ask me a question as to can I still take this, uh, although it's a desktop form factor, can I mount it in a rack? Absolutely, you can. We can provide you rack mount kit and stuff, but it's designed to be a desktop form factor router. Third use case I can think of is, uh, let's take a bank ATM in a remote location, and you just need a single device, which is sitting there and taking care of all the transactions. You can pretty much put the router within the bank ATM, and this is something that we have discussed with a few of the banks. Uh, it does have uh, LTE support, uh, uh, so that, that's an important uh, capability that's uh, uh, available on the 4221. Okay, very good. Thanks for that information. So do retailers ever ask for um, getting these units in different colors to match their store decor? Yeah. <laughs> That would be something that I can look into if uh, I have more details on the use case. I was just thinking, like, you know, a lot of nicer stores probably want something that kind of blends with the decor. Are you saying that gunmetal gray is not a fashionable color? <laughs> it is, but it could clash if you have, like, other colors that are clashy with gunmetal gray. Nothing clashes with <laughs> gunmetal gray. Gunmetal gray goes with everything. Hmm. So so we should start a new service called Pimp My Router. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know, with Cisco branding, it will be much closer to, you know, let's decorate our router. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, just a thought, Pastor, you know. So, um, Dex, are there other bits of wisdom you, that you would like to impart on um, our new announcements from the other day that we haven't gotten into yet? Yes, so um, I think we spoke about the router. I think people understand where this is uh, fitting. If you are aware of the 4K portfolio, um, then this is the smaller member. Uh, the performance level uh, is between 35 and 75, so the base performance level is 75 Mbps. 
with a performance like license, you can take it to uh, 75 Mbps. So that those are the two performance levels. Uh, you have support for, I think we covered the UC and UCSC uh, are not supported. Uh, you have support for all the LAN, WAN, serial modules, as well as the LTE modules. And LTE, as, as I uh, mentioned, it's an important use case given where this fits in, how the customers are using. There are a couple of additional use cases that we can talk about where service providers are putting these routers in remote locations where there is nothing else but LTE capability available, and they can use this router with LTE as a primary mode of connectivity. Second thing that you can think of is in an M2M environment. Now, I know with an M2M, you, you would have questions on, do we have Zigbee, Bluetooth? Um, you, do, do we have support for uh, all of those different things? Uh, it would definitely work with a sensor, which uh, works with uh, some of this uh, M2M and IoT, um, uh, IoT uh, mechanisms and sensors. But uh, in conjunction, it can deliver a solution, and that's another solution that we have seen our customers validate. Uh, for example, uh, and some of you might be aware of this, there are stores uh, that are trying to assess what's going on in the store with the help of uh, tracking mechanism. Uh, for example, you walk into, let's say, a Target store. Your phone has Bluetooth enabled. That Bluetooth can be used to track what uh, what department sections you go in, and all of this data can be archived. You, they they they'll be able to monitor based on just the uh, Bluetooth uh, how many times you have visited the store and where do you sp uh, spend more time. Now, this data, while it appears trivial, this is invaluable for uh, stores to determine uh, what sections are drawing more traffic, uh, where should be, uh, where should they be stocking more, where should they be paying more attention. Similarly, you can track devices, uh, and which is something that uh, not only retail vendors, but even in the manufacturing and the defense uh, industry, they are using IoT sensors to track the whereabouts of where different uh, things are sitting. So in all of the situations, you require sensors. The sensors uh, are picked up by a piece of equipment, and then you can have the application running on the router in the container. So in that particular scenario, the SR4000 series containers, uh, they work together to deliver this M2M solution. Is that component part of the, the CMX um, service, or, or is it separate to that? This is this is separate. So this is a solution that had been validated. Uh, this is not something that is fully delivered with just the ISR4K, but we have validated the solution with putting putting together different components. Uh, but the part that 4000 series is uh, playing is the compute part with the container. I mean, you can do the same thing with the UCSE. You can do it with UCS. Uh, the nifty thing about doing it with the container is now. You just need the router, and the compute capability is built in with the container. That makes it very interesting for the solution. We have a question. Do we have any timeline on AnyConnect TLS support? AnyConnect TLS is something that we are looking at. 
I think it's at this point we are still uh, investigating, so I don't have exact timeline for uh, the support. And I don't know if this question got asked, but I'm noticing it in the chat window. Is are the is there any uh, PoE support on the Ethernet ports? Oh, PoE is not supported. PoE is not supported on Ethernet again, and, and that's that's a power budget issue. Yeah, well, I was going to say you mentioned at the start of the call in relation to the end of life of the existing G2 routers. So, are, are we seeing much momentum in the market from re replacement of those at this point? Yeah, so we are seeing very healthy migration from the G2 to the 4000 series. Again, uh, this is now public knowledge. Uh, we uh, put a notice out on September 9th announcing uh, that the routers will go end of sale on December 9th, 2017. Now, at this point, this is a notice that applies only to the 29 and 3900 series, uh, not to the 1900 series. But 29 and 3900 series are going end of life as of December 2017. Migration levels are, are very healthy. We hope to have migrated majority of the customers, majority of the use cases over. Again, as, as uh, you can recognize, this is a brand new hardware architecture. The OS is also a Linux-based kernel, the XC, XC code base which is why, I mean, uh, we are still working to get some of the features uh, at feature parity. For example, there's a big uh, CO use case where we need the async interface support. So that particular use case requires ISR 4000s to have NEBS, to have uh, DC pass apply, and the async interface support, and all of which is coming, uh, coming in pretty soon. So I, I would say in terms of the feature coverage, we have a very high level of feature coverage. There are a few features that we are working on which will be complete uh, much before the end of uh, sale, actual end of sale. And if you still see some customer use cases that are not being met, um, I would be very happy to work with you to make sure we get support or find alternatives with our portfolio. I think the AniConnect TLS is, is a key one for, for some of the people who we've been discussing with on, on the call and on, on the Cisco Champions Forum. In, in relation to the migrations, do we see much momentum for people moving to purely virtual platforms, so not replacing the G2s with 4Ks, but moving to a virtual edition of the routers? So virtualization is uh, it's an in very interesting discussions and it's coming uh, from two sides. So one is uh, some of the low end customers. So initially uh, they came in, they had a requirement where the performance levels were not at a high level, which which is why they were looking at VCPE. They, uh, some of them initially started out uh, with a CSR discussion. There are instances of uh, some of our customers who are actually, uh, they're driven by an interesting use case. So they are seeing they have the ISRs, but they also have compute requirements. And compute requirements, as, as you can understand, is met with the container, uh, container uh, capability. But container, if you take it beyond even the container and the UCSE capability, if they want to take uh, go one step further, uh, they just want a single device and they want to remove everything else that, that they have in their location. 
those customers are uh, obvious choices for moving to the virtualization path. But again, that's a very small percentage of our, of our portfolio. So if you ask me that out of 100% of your customers, what percentage of the customers would be looking uh, to uh, go the full virtualization route, I think that percentage currently is small. Now, again, the uh, branch, uh, branch landscape continuously caps on, uh, keeps on uh, evolving. So we, we will see evolution as we move forward, but right now it's predominantly driven by two kinds of customers. So there's one is uh, managed service providers who are saying, I need a router, I need other things in this location that I'm managing this uh, at this uh, customer prem, and I want to put a, a virtualization uh, device. So that, that's that's first uh, use case. Second use case is enterprises who are driven with a very specific solution design, and that is built around virtualization. But these are these I would say are uh, leading uh, or bleeding edge use cases. Uh, they are there, but they, uh, we have a very huge market in terms of both uh, dollars and units. And if you ask me what percentage, the percentages currently are pretty small. Thank you very much for that insight. It's, it's, it's good to understand that. Absolutely. For the, uh, for the larger platforms, uh, specifically using the UCSE um, capabilities, do you see anybody pushing out very lightweight VDI solutions to the branch? say, to have just like some generic desktops, maybe one or two running off that UCSC blade? Absolutely, we do. So that's, that's, a, that's a use case we, which is already in effect. Uh, on top of that, they're also putting point-of-sale uh, applications, print server, print daemon, kind, those kind of applications are also there. So I think in retail environment, for smaller stores, they want to eliminate everything in the branch. They want to remove the router. They want to remove the switch. Uh, application optimization device, uh, server, replace everything with a single device, which is sort of uh, it's easier for easier solution for them to manage. The other other uh, area uh, which I think would be interesting for this audience is there's a lot of public sector and sled kind of environment where this is very applicable. So in K to 12. A lot of schools are now deploying routers, the integrated services routers, and they are also uh, loving the fact that we have UCSE uh, blades uh, and the container uh, support on the router. So they, this particular uh, school customers, they are asking for more performance. They are asking for more capabilities on the router. Uh, of, of course, unified communications is stable stakes. They have had it for multiple generations, so they do want to see UC support on the routers. But they do like the uh, like the fact that the performance levels are increasing, and they are demanding even more performance uh, in a, in a school environment. Just for the people who are not on chat and perhaps listening to this afterwards, I think it's it worth maybe mentioning that Jody brought up here. There's opportunities, I think, to, to lab up the. Um, the, the KVM piece by using the CSR1000V image. That, that seems to be the case. People can experiment with that in a virtual environment if they want to. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they, they, you, you can absolutely experiment with the CSR1000V. As you can uh, understand, so now everything is iOS XE. So CSR, 
ISR 4000 uh, and the ASR are all running the iOS XE, which also means that every, every capability that I'm talking about, once it's there on one of the routers, it's just a matter of getting it tested on the other routers. Okay, so um, one cute question I had privately uh, mentioned you know, some of our hardware occasionally or software will have a little bit of Easter eggs. Are there any Easter eggs you can share for the... the... <laughs> um, I don't think there are any uh, for this particular routers that I'm, I, I'm, I'm aware of. Okay. Sounds good. Well, I'd like to thank our co-host today. And Dax, thank you. And... By the way, I didn't mention at the beginning, but this is Lauren Friedman. And um, I'll see you all next week on the next episode of Cisco Champions Radio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.